Welcome to another episode of Luxury Weekly. The format is simple. Every week, I give you a 10-minute recap on the 10 most important news in the world of luxury. The biggest news of the week is the acquisition of Supreme by VF Corps for $2.1 billion, more than doubling the brand's valuation. The streetwear brand will join other iconic brands in the VF portfolio, namely Vans, The North Face, or Timberland. So why is this a big deal? Well, first of all, Supreme is a $500 million business annually, whereas they only have 12 stores in the world. 60% of their sales are generated online. So VF is acquiring a brand with immense cultural appeal and brand equity. They will also be able to tap into that die-hard, loyal client base. What's in it for Supreme? Scale on multiple levels to capitalize on the brand equity, operational excellence, and of course a huge payday. Both parties believe that they will turn Supreme into a billion-dollar brand in the coming few years. For the two listeners who have never heard about Supreme, here is what you need to know. The brand started 26 years ago with one store in downtown New York City, serving the skateboarding community. Through innovative marketing and merchandising tactics, it developed a cult-like following. You probably heard about the famous weekly drops, the stratospheric resale market, or the collaborations with Louis Vuitton, Jeff Koons, Nike, Rimowa, Vance, Damien Hurst, or even Fender. Over the years, Supreme gained global recognition and became one of the most iconic streetwear brands. In beauty, a really innovative partnership was announced this week between Target and Ulta. The two retailers are joining forces to roll out 100 Ulta beauty stores within Target locations. The dedicated 1,000 square feet shopping shops will be a truly immersive Ulta outpost with a curated and rotating selection of close to 40 beauty brands across multiple categories. Ulta products will also be featured on the Target website. The staff will be Target employees trained by Ulta beauty experts. While the markets responded positively to the news, with each retailer's shares price increasing, the deal seems slightly in favor of Target, giving it access to prestige beauty brands it was never able to list before. One of the benefits of the partnership was to leverage both retailers' loyalty programs, which boast a combined 100 million users, but it's unclear how this will play out. So what's in it for Ulta, you might say? Well, they will benefit from Target's growth in terms of foot traffic and client base, as well as leverage Target's operational excellence. This is a trend to follow, where specialty retailers are joining forces with essential retailers. It shows that the traditional lines of commerce are blurred and we see more and more companies willing to test new ways of connecting with clients. My bet is that this trend will continue to increase and that we will see more and more fluidity across distribution channels and price tiers. Still in beauty, the luxury skincare brand Revive announced it will launch on Amazon Luxury. If you remember, Amazon launched its luxury storefront back in September with Oscar de la Renta being the first featured brand. Since then, others have joined, such as Clé de Peau Beauté, Altuzara, and now Revive. Amazon Luxury is only accessible through the app and if you're a Prime member. Why is this a big deal? Revive is one of the most prestigious luxury skincare brands, and it might pave the way for more prestige brands to join Amazon Luxury. It is not the first time Amazon tries to lure luxury brands onto its platform, but this time, it provides brands with a true digital storefront as well as features they were demanding, such as 
better control over assortment, pricing, features, and services. On the brand side, Amazon provides access to 100 million Prime members in the US. According to Reviv CEO, this partnership allows them to expand their digital footprint and they are confident that Amazon will deliver the quality of service expected by their customers. My two cents on this one is that it's not a question of if luxury brands will go onto Amazon, but when. News from China, the highly anticipated Singles Day broke records again, generating $116 billion in GMV across multiple online platforms. Alibaba was the biggest winner with 75 billion GMV and was up 29% versus last year. JD.com generated 41 billion GMV, which was a 33% increase versus last year. It feels like every year is a new record, and in this post-COVID world, expectations were very high. 86% of Chinese consumers reported before the event that they would be spending more money this year than last. Here are a few numbers to understand the magnitude of this event. Nike exceeded 100 million yuan in GMV within the first minute after the launch. This is about $15 million. Within the first 111 minutes, 100 brands also passed that 100 million yuan mark. Live streaming shows were a strong revenue driver this year, as anticipated. And by the way, the top selling brands were American. Sad news coming from France with the announcement this week that the Printemps department store chain will close seven stores, including four Printemps and three Citadium. The massive restructuration threatens 428 jobs and the group is implementing an employment rescue plan. The process of closing these stores is expected to last until January 2022. The COVID crisis is partly to blame for such a decision, with store closures, loss of traffic and complete disappearance of tourists. However, Printemps' troubles are not new and a spokeswoman for the group explained that their revenue had shrunk by 17% over the past five years and had been in the red since 2016. Through this restructuration, Printemps is looking to reduce its cost structure and shift investments towards strategic growth levers in the following areas, digital and omnichannel capabilities, reinvent their retail experience, redevelop their client base. On a more positive note, French department store Galerie Lafayette announced this week it would open a third store in China in 2021. Burberry posted its fiscal Q2 earnings results this week and it shared some positive news. Store sales only declined by 6% that quarter versus a 45% decline in the prior quarter and the group reported sales growth in its partial October results. The year-to-date results remain negative, but the decline is slowing down, and there are positive signs of recovery. Todd's earnings were also published this week, and the group reported positive signs of a recovery with double-digit growth in China in Q3, and also a strong performance of its e-commerce channel. However, the year-to-date results remain negative with an overall 33% decline compared to the same period in 2019, but the decline in Q3 was only minus 12% versus previous year. These encouraging signs were well-received by the market and Todd's shares rose almost 10%.
A couple of noticeable launches this week. On the beauty front, Pharrell Williams launched his own skincare brand called Human Race. It starts with three SKUs ranging from $32 to $48, and it will be available on the brand's website, humanrace.com. The line is clean, vegan, fragrance-free for all gender and sustainable. On the DTC front, say hello to The Vertical, a virtual mall listing about 50 DTC brands across multiple product categories, from beauty to personal care, fashion and home. Virtual department stores are a trend to follow and which has really accelerated through COVID. We can expect a lot of innovation around making product and brand discovery much more convenient for shoppers. Chloe announced that it would transform its business model towards being purpose-driven, community-based and accountable, in addition to its core mission of being highly creative. According to Chloe's CEO, Ricardo Bellini, quote, the maison is moving from a phase of collections to a phase of connections. Doing collections is not enough anymore, end of quote. As such, here are the key measures that Chloe will implement. Creation of a social PNL which reminds us of the environmental PNL implemented by Caring. They will seek B Corp certification. They will create an impact fund dedicated to girls' education. And finally, they will create an advisory board of experts to hold the firm accountable. Questions of impact, sustainability and responsibility, both social and environmental, have been at the center of the discussion, and they were only amplified throughout covid Therefore, we can expect that more and more brands will implement that type of transformative strategies. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Leave me some nice comments and ratings on Apple Podcasts. It will help me gain more visibility. See you next week.